and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And everybody said, Amen. I love the Lord's Prayer. Pray it. Pray often. Pray it often. It's a powerful, powerful prayer. Now, the Bible uses a number of symbols to describe the person and work of the Holy Spirit. These symbols show the nature. These symbols not only show the nature, but the character and work of the Spirit. The Spirit, His purpose, and work can be compared to other things more understandable to us. And that's the reason I wanted to do this. As we look at the Holy Spirit as the oil, as water, as rain, and today as a river, it helps us to understand the Holy Spirit and to know certainly His working. Notice the introduction on your outline. I love this. If you are feeling dry today, Boy, I know I've had some serial days. Boy, was it dry. But if you're feeling dry today or long to see fruitfulness in your life again, the river of God, the Holy Spirit can flow once more through your life. Can I get an amen? Amen. Numerous references to a river of life are found throughout the Bible. You ought to do that. You ought to run a reference. You ought to look at your concordance. Google it and find out the places that, because I can't cover it all. Find out the places that the river of life is mentioned. The theme begins in Genesis as four rivers flow through the Garden of Eden. Don't that sound beautiful? The Garden of Eden. And there is a river that flows there and continues to the final chapter of scripture that describes a river. Clear. And boy, this made me shout when I got to this part. Clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God. If you would read in Genesis, you'd find in Eden a river that flowed out, flowed out of the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 2. God's Holy Spirit, the water of life, abundantly all nations. The river separated into four headwaters. These rivers were the Euphrates, the Pison, the Gihon, and the Tigris. This was a meaning, a means of sustaining all life in all nations. These rivers were the Euphrates, the Tigris, Pison, and the Gihon. Now listen, these, there are two of these rivers. We don't know where two of them are. But two of them we do. They're in Iraq. Names are, are the Tigris and the Euphrates, and they're well-known rivers flowing in Iraq. The river. I can't imagine Eden. The Garden of Eden. I can't imagine the clarity and the, and the purity of this river that goes into four rivers and waters 
all of God's creation. I thought of that and I said, Lord, what beauty. Adam and Eve, come on, give me a break. <laughs> Stay true to God and enjoy what God has prepared for you. Not only do we have the earthly Eden, but we have the heavenly Eden. Eden regained in the new creation. Would you allow me to read, if you will, Revelation chapter 22. I love this. Follow it with me. Revelation chapter 22, verse 1, verse 2, and verse 3. And he showed me, John said, a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the where? The throne of God. Out of the Lamb, in the middle of its street, on either side of the river, was the new tree. Danny was saying a while ago, he was reading, he got excited over that reading. I did too, Danny. I get excited. It was a tree of life which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. Wow. There shall be the curse entered through sin. I love this. The curse entered through sin. It is removed by the cross. <laughs> I weep over that one. He goes on to say, and there should be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Don't you know that you and I and God's people and the church has something to look forward to? I mean, heaven is going to be outstanding. Think of all the beautiful things you've seen in this world. My wife and I have had the privilege. I took her on her 25th anniversary. I guess I took her. She may have taken me. But anyway, we went to Hawaii. It is beautiful. Oh, just beautiful. But nothing in this world compares with what you and I are going to enjoy throughout the eternal ages. I'm excited about it. I mean, you miss your loved ones. I miss my, my precious mother. And boy, I miss Junior's. But boy, they're enjoying something. They wouldn't come back here for nothing. We live close to the Eno, and it's nice, and you can walk down, and you can enjoy it, and go over the swinging bridge. But there is no river, there is nothing, there's no park that compares with the river that is flowing, the heavenly Eden, the captivating river. Notice your outline flows from the vicinity of God's throne and runs down the middle of the city now someone said that that river I don't know brother Dan they said that river is going to be six miles wide I mean this is a river it carries a lot 
of water. The water of this river provides spiritually refreshing and life-sustaining qualities for all those who are there in the very presence of God. Both the water of life and the tree of life will be the central feature of the new creation. Isn't that great? The river of life and the water of life. God gives that to us. God's presence will replace the curse. I just mentioned that to you. And we have the earthly Eden, which God created, put Adam and Eve in, and they enjoyed it until they sinned and lost their position with God Almighty. You have the heavenly Eden, which no sin will ever enter, which has a river of life, which has the truth. Are you getting excited over this? I'm very excited. Which has the tree of life. And there with all of God's people. Preacher, you believe that? Sure enough. I believe it's going to be just as real as us sitting here in this church today. I'm talking about the heavenly Eden. Now, let me read, if you will allow me. Uh, or maybe I just want to talk about it. Look at number three. The outflow of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get into just a moment. I'm going to get in Ezekiel 47. Now you're talking about a river. I'm going to talk about it anyway. Ezekiel was a bridge prophet. Ezekiel prophesied of things happening then and things that would happen in the future. And from the 40th to the chapter, to the 47th chapter, he's prophesying about the millennium. And he's telling about a river, a river that comes out from the throne of God. In one place says it starts out as a trickle. Now keep in mind the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. This river, these rivers, this water represents the very presence of God. And that river is flowing here today. The river flows out, trickles out, starts out from the very throne of God. And there's a man there that has a measuring stick. And he and Ezekiel goes out about 2,000 feet down the river. And it's gone from a trickle to water up to the ankle. Wow. And then they go out 2,000 more feet. And it's water that goes from the ankle up to the loins when you walk out in it. Then they go out another 2,000 feet and it comes up high enough to swim in. And another 2,000 feet, they can, it's so much water they can't even cross it. It's just a lot of water. Isn't this a beautiful, beautiful description of what is going to happen in the millennial time? It's going to take place. This very river that this prophet is speaking of is going to take place in the uh, millennial time. And it's going to flow. Ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, 
keeps swimming and it just continues on. There's plenty of it. How many of you know the Bible has speaks of the Holy Spirit being plentiful? You know, it, it, it never, it's never diminished. And it's living in you. You know what temple the Holy Spirit is flowing out? If you're a believer, if you're a believer, you know what temple that river's flowing out? You. 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 It's flowing out of you. If Ezekiel is speaking of the future, how about now? Okay, Pastor, you've told me about the earthly Eden. You've told me about the heavenly Eden. You've told me about Ezekiel's river and how it's flowing out for the millennium. What about now? Glad you asked. Glad you asked. John chapter 7, verses 37. 39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. Now you got to get a, a picture of this. It's day after day for one week. Feast after feast. They start rejoicing. They get louder and they rejoice louder. This whole week is it's just filled with activities, just filled with, with honoring God. And they come from all over, thousands and tens of thousands, thousands and tens of thousands. Someone says it's hundreds of thousands that's coming to this feast and they have day this day, the next day and the next day and then the last day. Now Jesus wasn't going. Sister Carol told me this this week. Am I? He wasn't going. He wasn't going to these feasts. He told his disciples, he said, y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. I'm going to stay here. They tried to kill him and everything else. I like this word. He snuck in. He was there. And they were going through all of these feasts in this last day. Let me tell you what they do. The priest takes a container and goes to the pool of Siloam. He dips it down in that pool and he carefully takes it back to the temple. And everybody, everybody is watching. This is, the, this is the icing on the cake for these holidays. This is the icing on the cake for these feasts. He carefully takes this container back to the temple, to the altar. And all of a sudden, as he's there to pour this water, this loud, boisterous, rejoicing, music, singing loud, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, as he begins to pour that water on the altar, it becomes definitely quiet. No one says anything. No one's stirring, and they're watching that water, precious as it is, being poured on the altar. 
Then they hear a voice in the quietness. In the quietness. On that last day, that great day, great, great, great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, During this quiet moment, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He burst forth with that strong, authoritative voice. And he cried. He didn't say, anybody thirsty now, y'all come on and drink. He didn't do that. If any man thirst. And that's what he's saying today in all the confusion, in all the turmoil, in all the chaos, in all the killing, in all the immorality all over the world. He's saying, he's speaking to hearts, he's proclaiming, and he says, if any man thirst, let him come to me and do what? Drink. Notice the steps that he has here. First of all, you got to thirst. If you don't want it, you ain't going to get it. So he says, why don't we see the altar filled up? Ain't nobody thirsty. Don't you get mad at me. You got to want it. That thirst is, is a, a, a famishing. It's like being out on a desert. Hot, dry. Thirsty, Jesus says, if any man, I'm so glad. Boy, that sure does away with predestination or that, uh, all that. Uh, what word am I looking at? It's not predestination. It's, huh? Yes. Thank you. People, you know, there's people that say you're predestined to go to, if, if you're not chosen, you're not going to go. Jesus said any man. Aren't you glad he said any man? I'm so glad. If any man thirst, you got a thirst today. There's not one thing we need in our life that we can't find at this altar, but we got to want it and we got to want it bad. Amen. You remember the five and ten cent stores? Some of you are old enough to remember the five. We called it the five and ten cent store. Okay. My mama worked at a five and ten cent store. And I'm told that this young lady, she had been seeking the Holy Ghost and desiring the Holy Ghost. And she went to a five and ten cent store. And, uh, the lady across the counter said, may I help you? She said, yeah, I want the Holy Ghost. You got to want it. Jesus is not going to force feed any of us, folks. You got to want it. He said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me. You got to come to Jesus, not to the pastor, not to some priest, not to some called big time preacher. 
I'm so tired of people trying to be gods. There ain't, there ain't but one God. His name is Jesus. He said, you come to me. If any man thirst, he said, let him come to me. And what? Drink. Notice these steps. Drink. Then he says, and he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him, you, me, every person that believes in him, would receive. The Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Those 37, 38, and 39 verses are, are just powerful verses for the church today. It's time for the Holy Ghost to flow in the church today. You know what it's time for? It's time for the members of the body of Christ, not just Bethel, but it's time for the members of the body of Christ to get so filled with the Holy Ghost and watch Him flow until it gets ankle deep, until it gets knee deep. Pray! Pray and believe God until it gets waist deep. And then we need to pray and seek God and hit the altar and cry out to God until it gets to where you can swim in. God have mercy. It needs to flow. Brother Matt, I wish we had a song along that line. If we did, we could sing it. I remember we sung it years ago. Let the river flow. Now let me tell you about this song. It says, let the river flow. He will flow in every one of us as much as we want him to. It's time for the church to grasp this secret. Any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being shall flow what? Rivers. On the altar that Ezekiel saw, it started out as a trickle. But then it became a river you could swim in. I don't know what your flow is. It may be a trickle. But if it is, thank God for the trickle. It may be gushing forth like Niagara Falls. I don't know. I want you to sing this song with us. Sing it with faith. Sing it with a hunger. Sing it with a desire. Brother Denny, Brother... And say I am rich in him. Little lost men say I am found in him. Let the river flow. Hallelujah. I love it. 
man say, I can see again. watching a program the other day. I love animal programs. I love animal programs. This great, nice river flowing. Well, these beavers got to cutting down trees around it. I don't understand how they can cut a tree down, but they sure can do it. They cut this tree down, laid it down. They cut another tree down. They jumped out. They swam and brought debris. And they started fixing themselves up, fixing themselves a house. They brought more and more and more. You know what they did? They dammed up that river. And they had, true story, they had to take dynamite and go out and blow that thing away so that river would flow again. You know what the devil's done? He's cut down trees all around you and brought debris all around you. You're so bogged down. He brought this debris. You're so clogged up. Oh my God, I can't. And all of a sudden, something happens. That flow where you could shout and praise God, where you could speak in tongues and feel the, feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That flow that could reach out and touch this one, your neighbor, your coworker. We got a, it's, it's ringing here. It's ringing. We got a flow. We got a flow. Let's, let's believe it. Brother, 
Brother Matt, sing it. Could you come and stand with us around the altar? Let the river flow. Come on, sing it. Let the poor man say. Let the poor man say, I am rich in pain. Come on. Let the lost man say, Come on. I am found in him. Let the dead man say, I am born again. Let the Come on, folks, sing it. Father, let's pray with me. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Fathers, we stand in your presence today. God, as we look back at the earthly Eden, beautiful, fresh river, branching off into four, God, supplying for the nations. Then as we go with hope and faith in our hearts and lives, Heavenly Eden, that's going to be the river that is going to run down through God, Jerusalem, and supply healing and salvation. And then, Lord, we hear you say, if any man thirst, help us today to hunger. Help us to thirst. Lord, I pray against the enemy of souls. Lord, life in itself can be such a hindrance. Lord, what happened in Texas and what hap what's happening all around can bear on us until we really, really lose the sight of why we're here and the anointing and the flow of the Holy Spirit. Every individual standing here in this church waiting before you we pray that the Holy Ghost would move. Begin to flow, Lord. Flow in our lives. Make us alive again. Lord, create us, Lord, as we were. And help us to be men and women that will allow the Holy Spirit to flow in our lives. In Jesus' name. We open our heart. We pray for hunger, we pray for thirst, and we simply, Lord, drink, Lord, with all we can and receive from your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name.